0: here I can feel it
1: you search for the scent of your prey and then you hunt them down that's the only thing you're committed
0: to. it keeps me sharp on the edge where I gotta be you want to be making moves on the
1: street allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you
0: spot the heat around the corner my life's a disaster zone because i spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block i do what i do best
1: i take scores you do what you do best trying to stop guys like me you've been walking through our life dead From The Godfather to Scent of a Woman. What do we got? From Raging Bull to Goodfellas. Assume they got our phones. Assume they got our houses. Assume they got us. Their performances have created a legacy of landmark films.
0: I want full surveillance. That's 24 hours. Round the clock. We never close. Open seven days a week.
1: Now, for the first time, America's two most electrifying actors collide. Guy, this guy there's much you you should face the bank
0: is worth the risk you should take it down 12.2 million you're up this crew is good ah. it ain't worth the risks you take like in risk versus reward baby you're fugitive
1: number one with a bullet I'm double the worst trouble you ever had if I'm there and I gotta put you away I won't like it but I'll tell you you are going down what if you do got me boxed in? i got to put you down, because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, in a Michael Mann film, Heat. (laughs) Sorry. What's so funny? So funny, you are. I didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> uh, I well, like you. I just like you.
1: Welcome to Movie Humpers. I'm Bob Sham. <laughs>
0: I'm Angela.
1: The weird sounds you hear are probably dogs, probably. Definitely. <laughs> it ain't my butt. It's Michael Man May. We're actually doing a theme this month. We actually Man. did it. We're not shoving it all together at the last moment. We at, we're actually consistently doing the theme.
0: Michael Mann May does not disappoint.
1: And this really is a culmination of Michael Mann's criminal directing expertise.
0: It's like his, um, what's the term, magnum opus. Mm. You know, because he wrote it, he directed it. Yeah. It's like totally out of his brain and it's so fucking brilliant and epic. Two men who are the same but have gone down different paths.
1: They could have been... Each other, if anything, had changed in any other way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And it's not, yeah, it's not about, like, justice. Or it's not about, like, even making tons of money. It's just about the nature of who they are and what drives them to do it at the cost of even personal relationships.
0: Really trying to hold it together, but the dog is now licking my leg a lot. (laughs) The
1: dogs are really on it. They're underneath us. You can't see it.
0: Okay, this movie's called? Heat. Heat. Um, It's Michael Mann. It's
1: Michael Mann's most infamous movie. So a lot of I thought I did, and then I sat and watched. I was like, I don't remember anything about this.
0: (laughs) I truly was like, I'll probably remember it once we get going, because I'm sure it's the kind of thing. No, I didn't remember a single second of it. Had no idea.
1: We cannot split hairs on a three-hour movie. Mm -mm, Okay. mm -mm. I don't know how we're gonna do it. It'll be a minor miracle if this is a 30-minute episode.
0: I think. I think we just like super quickly sum up the plot. And then, like you said, we talk about the people. We talk about the relationships.
1: I can read the uh, Wikipedia plot synopsis Perfect. as fast as. Let's just start. I we'll, love that. We'll play some mo- m- mood music under my reading. Yeah,
0: little bed music. Bed. All right, here we go. Use sexy voice.
1: Neil Macaulay is a professional thief. Actually, let me move this uh, to this screen where it's easier. Neil Macaulay is a professional thief based in Los Angeles. He and his crew, right hand man Chris Shaherlis. Enforcer Michael Chirito, driver Gilbert Trejo, and newly hired hand Wangro
0: Mm-mm.
1: rob 1.6 million in bearer bonds from an armored car. During the heist, Wangro kills a guard without provocation, Macaulay kills the second guard who attempts to pull out his concealed weapon, and Chirito kills the third guard so as not to leave any witnesses later. Macaulay prepares to kill Wangro, but he escapes. LAPD Lieutenant Vincent Hannah Hoo-ah! and his team investigate the robbery. Hannah a dedicated lawman and former marine has a strained relationship with his third wife Justine and struggles to connect with his stepdaughter Lauren
0: I don't think he struggles to connect with her
1: Macaulay yeah he seems to They're, actually have like a genuine connection. They care about each other
0: the most of anybody in this movie probably.
1: Macaulay follows a code allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out of in 30 seconds flat. If you spot the heat around the corner you gotta go. While at a restaurant Macaulay meets Edie, a young graphic designer who was in that show Judging Amy, with (laughs) whom he begins a relationship. Macaulay's fence, Nate John Voight, suggests he sell the stolen bonds back to their original owner, money launderer Roger Van Zandt. Van mm-hmm. Zandt pretends to agree, but instead arranges an ambush, anticipating a trap. Macaulay and his new counter, new crew, and his not a new crew, just his crew, counter ambush, kill the hitman, and vow to kill Van Zandt. Wangro murders a prostitute, and his team investigates, discovering evidence that links it to the murder of other prostitutes.
0: Serial killer
1: victims of a serial killer. Like the first half of this movie is like. Thief and Manhunter combined.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: An informant of the LAPD connects Charita to the robbery, and Hannah's team begins to monitor him, leading to the rest of the crew and their next target, a precious metals depository. Hannah's team stakes out the depository, but when a careless officer makes a noise, Macaulay has his crew walk off the job which was a cool scene. It
0: was so fucking cool.
1: Macaulay's crew agreed to one last bank robbery worth one, 12.2 million. Hannah tracks Macaulay and pulls them over on the 105 freeway inviting him to coffee, great scene. Mm -hmm. They discuss their dedication to their respective jobs and limitations of their personal lives. Hannah describes his failing marriage and Macaulay complies that he is similarly isolated. They kiss, they make (laughs) out. No, they
0: don't. they could've, and that would've been great. Though
1: they admit their respect for one another, both acknowledge that they will kill the other if necessary. Wangro makes a deal with Van Zant to help eliminate Macaulay's crew. Trejo quits the bank robbery at the last moment, claiming the LAPD is following him too closely. It wasn't the LAPD. Uh -uh. Macaulay recruits an old colleague, Don Breeden, to take Trejo's place as the getaway driver. And the crew carries out the heist. Acting on a tip from Van Zant's bodyguard, the LAPD, who is Henry uh, (laughs) Rollins. The LAPD intercepts the crew as they leave the bank, resulting in a massive shootout where Breeden and several officers are killed. Macaulay manages to escape with the wounded Shaherless. Shahir Shaherless. attempts to flee but is shot be- dead by Hannah. After leaving Shaherless with Nate, Macaulay arrives at Trejo's house and finds him mortally wounded and his wife killed. Trejo reveals Wangro and Van Zant's involvement before asking Macaulay to kill him. Macaulay breaks into Van Zant's mansion and shoots him dead. Upon learning of Macaulay's connection to Wangro and discovering that Wangro is hiding at a hotel, Hannah's unit decides to use him as bait to lure Macaulay as Macaulay prepares to flee the country. Judging Amy discovers his criminal identity but agrees to go with him. Before escaping, Scheherlis attempts to reconcile with his wife Charlene, Ashley Ashley Judd. Judd, who has been forced by the LAPD to bring in her husband. He encounters her at the hotel she warns him away with a hand gesture. So good. And he escapes. That scene was great. It
0: was so good. I think this
1: is my favorite Val Kilmer movie. Yeah. Or my favorite role of his. Yeah. Having separated from Justine, Hannah finds Lauren has attempted suicide in his hotel room. That's Natalie Portman, a young uh, Natalie Portman, and rushes her to the hospital. He reconciles with Justine after they learn that Lauren has survived. Macaulay drives to the airport with uh Judgy
0: Amy. I mean, they reconcile, but also agree to break up forever. so yeah, whatever. That's
1: a bit of you know. I love
0: you, but we can't be look, together. Wikipedia
1: is never wrong. Macaulay drives to the airport with Judgy Amy, but he learns Wangro's location and abandons his usual caution to seek revenge. Macaulay infiltrates the hotel, pulls the fire alarm, busts in the Wangro's room, and kills him. As Macaulay returns to chasing Amy, Judgy Amy,
0: <laughs> he is
1: spotted by Hannah. Macaulay abandons him, fleeing into the tarmac. Of the, to the Los Angeles International Airport Pursued by Hannah The two stalk each other And Hannah shoots Macaulay in the chest Hannah takes Macaulay's hand As Macaulay dies of his wounds
0: I told you I wasn't going back
1: Told you Okay, that's the plot so let's just talk about our characters and what we thought about them and the way Michael Mann sets all this up because this is a plot synopsis, but it doesn't do justice to the nuance, of course.
0: Go down the cast. I know we kind of mentioned, but, like, obviously we've got Al Pacino. Al
1: Pacino is Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. Robert De Niro is Neil McCauley. Val Kilmer is Chris Scheherlis. John Voight is Nate. Tom Sizemore is Michael Chirito. Diane Venora is Justine Hanna. Amy Brenneman is Judging Amy.
0: You did that a little quickly. I was going to say, like, the team is these guys, but that's okay. Um, Ashley so- Judd, Michael
1: T. Williams, <laughs> Wes Studis, Ted Levine, Dennis Haysbert, William Fickner, Natalie Portman, Tom Noonan, Kevin Gage, Hank Azaria.
0: Oh, yeah, Hank Azaria's in this. Hey. Fucking Ashley Judd.
1: Yeah. How, bro? I
0: know. How, bro? Especially when she's got Val Kilmer on the couch. Come on. Yeah. Come
1: on. I mean, he, and he was like a scumbag, too.
0: I mean, everybody's a scumbag in this movie, right? To a point, except...
1: Well, this movie is pretty good. I prefer the porn version, meat.
0: Okay, I was going to talk about a little girl.
1: I can read that plot synopsis. No thanks. Okay.
0: I just finished saying that everybody is a dirtbag, but obviously you do see these moments where, you know, these people have relationships, and they genuinely, like, love people. And one of the things that struck me the most was the relationship between Hannah and the little girl, because... Al Pacino doesn't really give a fuck about his wife. Really, mm. he like wants to fuck her. Like, there's he's attracted to her, but they don't really talk because he doesn't talk about his work. So she feels like he's not paying enough attention to her. But he has this really good relationship with her kid, whose dad is a fucking yeah. deadbeat and like leaves her all the time.
1: You hate, you hate, you hated hate Justine. I hate Justine. You hate Justine. I hate
0: Justine. And the reason, okay, here's why I hate Justine. Go ahead, Hannah is a homicide detective detective he's in charge of like homicides and robberies
1: on his third marriage
0: he's on his third marriage he tells her at one point i told you i don't talk about my work i have to keep my work separate i told you when you came into this and she was basically like yeah i mean you told me but like (laughs) why aren't you home every night why didn't you come eat my dinner? Hi, turn on the fucking goddamn moose, bitch. I really there hate... There is a triple homicide.
1: I really hate... Where do hate, you think
0: your husband is? I really
1: hated it when she tried to do, like, some quasi-philosophical thing with him. And he's like, I don't want to talk about uh, the meth addicts microwaving their babies with Yeah.
0: You. And you know what? She just was like, well, you're, you're just not present <laughs> with me. I would like to have I a mean, conversation where you're present. But here's the deal. This is a man who has a horrible job. He doesn't want to talk about his job when he comes home. He needs to keep it separate so he can stay sharp doing that job. Yeah, he has to leave in the middle of the night because he's fighting the worst bad guys of all the bad guys, right? And he comes home one day and she's all like, I made you dinner four hours ago. And he's like, how's the kid doing? Did her dad show up today? Is she okay? And she's like, your chicken's cold and blah, 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 blah. And why didn't you even call me? And he's like, no is the kid okay like like he fucking cares about her yeah, child yeah and he cares about her and you know he fucks her good because he's we, al pacino we and meet so, <laughs> them
1: fucking yeah don't we they're fucking in the
0: opening scene
1: you gotta like, this is what we need to bring back fucking in like, movies there's no
0: concern it wasn't like are you okay you were late i know you're not going to talk to me about what happened but like are you okay like or hey listen i get it Next time, can you just shoot me a text so I know that like you're not one in the one in the shootout? Not, like,
1: not everyone had a cell phone in '95. No, you know what
0: I mean. Like, it's one of those things where here. it's like, truly, every time that he wasn't there, I did quotes. He wasn't there, but every time he wasn't there for her, he was doing his job. He wasn't cheating on her. He no. never did. He actually said at one point, "He's like, I've never fucking cheated on you." She cheats on. She a guy cheats on skin. him house in their bed and flaunts the man the actual man not just the act in front of him yeah. and she's like why aren't you even mad you know what this is this is a we're gonna get drunk at the bar and i'm gonna make out with somebody to try to make you jealous bull yeah shit that is not what you do
1: in angela hates i mean she was not very she she kind of sucked i mean the worst person in this movie is wangro Number two and,
0: is a serial killer, and he is a piece of garbage.
1: It's Wangro, Justine, and then Van Sant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because also, like, there's this part of the beginning where her daughter is basically having a panic attack, and she could give two shits. Mm. Until the kid starts actually crying, then she's like, oh, baby, it's okay, we'll figure it out. But before that, she's, like, not paying attention to her daughter, when, who's having a very stressful morning, trying to get ready for a father who never shows up.
1: And when she cuts herself and he finds her, he goes to his, like, a little side apartment or whatever the fuck, hotel room? or. It's his,
0: apart- it's his hotel room, because he's basically moved out of the house and is staying in the hotel. Yeah,
1: she goes there, and he finds her in that room. Room. He
0: went there, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, they're going, and she's just seen us trying to reconcile. But he's the whole, the first half of the movie is the whole, like, the first half is fucking fantastic.
0: It is, it all is. And
1: the second half is great as well. But, like, it's more about, like, like I said, the first half is like, manhunter and thief combined because the wangro is like a serial killer essentially Mm
0: -hmm. everyone's looking for him and
1: the latter half is just like how people are trying to deal with their own nature and face it and like
0: and how to move on from who you were
1: the idea of like moving on but then also completely failing at moving on to who you were because it's who you are right
0: yeah i mean and so then you think about you know hannah's like trying to have a family right with this third wife and this daughter stepdaughter that he really cares about Mm. but he is so in his job that he does neglect them and he knows that and like that the the diner scene where he and neil are talking to each other yeah they
1: meet up which is a, a classic scene
0: it was like a fucking listen these guys are so fucking good like that scene ended and i literally out loud was like ah yeah like i it's so just if you haven't seen this movie watch the whole thing if you haven't seen it in a long time and you don't have three hours watch that fucking scene again man like it's so good like the two of them together and there's this thing where it's like cat and mouse kind of right but it's not it's like mouse and mouse in meat
1: like, in meat they meet at the diner and suck each other's uh, dicks
0: do you need to just get it out of your system
1: <laughs> no. we'll read the plot synopsis to meat
0: You said you wanted to just get. I'll have to write it up.
1: I'll have to write it up. It'll be based on the Wikipedia, but with certain words changed around.
0: But anyway, Neil's the opposite. Neil has absolutely nothing. He has a gorgeous apartment with a beautiful ocean view, but he doesn't even have furniture. He has like coffee cups. Like he doesn't have shit because he because of his rule of you have to be able to leave everything in thirty seconds without looking back. Yeah. And he does fall in love with a woman in this movie. And he wants to make a life with her. But when he sees that that's not possible, he also walks away from her.
1: Yeah, but it's it comes down to being caught. Well, it seems like he's caught either way, right? Mm-hmm. Where I mean, where this is at the tail ass caught, end. But do you
0: drag her into it or not?
1: But there's all this foot traffic around him where the car is parked. Like if, he's
0: not going to get out.
1: It, no, he wouldn't have gotten. No.
0: And what he's going to grab her and start running when she doesn't understand, and she's going to slow him down.
1: Maybe if Hannah wasn't like right down the street, but maybe. But he saw him.
0: Yeah, if he hadn't seen him, but Hannah noticed the car and was like, "Oh," because he didn't know who Edie was, mm-hmm. but he knew Neil had a woman. Yeah. And he knew Neil was on the way out of town. Yeah, Neil told him he had a woman. And he knew Neil was on the way out of town. So then he sees this woman in the midst of chaos sitting in a car waiting by a loading dock. So That's his fucking woman. I
1: don't even remember if it said it on the plot synopsis here. But they key into who this crew is because even though they killed the guard witnesses at the very beginning in the heist, uh tom sizemore calls everyone slick mm-hmm. and he manages to make that connection through through snitch through a mm-hmm. snitch network it That kind of like,
0: mentioned it but that some of that yeah. skimmed really quickly and it,
1: and it's really interesting because they really make the whole squad in like 30 minutes like
0: yeah because they're like follow him see who he eats with track them and and they then all you, everyone out the deal but it was, everyone had wives and shit
1: so they're they're planning some shit and they go to this place and we were talking about how and the plot synopsis, how they realize they're being followed. Yeah. They're being watched, And it's such a fucking oh. fantastic scene. Because the all these detectives are looking. They're going into a building. They're looking to save Crack, throw back the thief, right? And uh, so Val Kilmer's got that machine like James Caan does, right? And then so um Neil is just in the shadows. He just tucks into He's a corner. Watching. It was cool to watch him back into it. Man, it's like fucking... There's a reason this movie is, like, very highly regarded. And so they've got the the thermal detectors, right? The night vision. And it just looks like they hear a noise, but it looks like Al Pacino, Hannah, and Neil are just, like, looking at each other. But they don't see each other. You know that they don't see each other. But you see but they Neil. they feel each other. They feel each other. And you can see it looks like Neil, his, like, thermo-looking face Looks straight ahead. Yeah. Then he calls it off.
0: Yeah, he goes in, he's like, we walk.
1: I mean, they watch them break into a building, but that's just vandalism, right? You can get out in like a few months. Yeah. But so, so long as you walk out and you don't carry anything, that's not really worth half the LAPD bucking down on you, right? Can you go straight into being a detective or do you have to be a beat cop first? You wanna you'd who wouldn't want to be the guy that's solving real crimes? You don't want to yeah. be the the guy who's nickel and diming working people on the freeway yeah. on the way home. Sure. You know? You wanna be like the guy that's like looking for actual murders. Yeah. I'm just curious. It doesn't seem like cops on, on movies are smarter than the ones you actually meet in real life? Anyway, look, enough about that. An aside. Uh let's talk about Val Val Kilmer's oh my gosh. character. Val Chris. Kilmer He's a gambling addict.
0: He's a gambling addict. He's married to Ashley Judd. They have a little. Well done,
1: my friend. Nineties Ashley Judd, you did it, bro. You did. Nineties
0: Ashley Judd's eyebrows.
1: Well, that's the time, right? Hey, I had them too. They were all getting tweaked. They're all getting tweaked. I
0: had. That haircut and yeah. those eyebrows, like yeah. it's like the short bob that kind of goes out at the bottom, and the eyebrows are so thin and arched. <laughs> it's like inside. I wish my eyebrows were That really thicker, was like a nineties ass be. thing, yeah, wasn't it? Fucking was. Yeah, it was. And so she's getting on him after they do their first score because she's like why are you only bringing home eighteen eight eight thousand dollars when he, yeah. and he's like i had to pay off the bookies right and he tells neil later that it was vegas and the super bowl
1: yeah imagine him. and it's like imagine dude. you're in a part of an armored car heist where you end up having to murder three guards and
0: it's like a 12.6 you, million dollars and or whatever. you come
1: home with like our fucking savings account like what Man, I'd be pissed too.
0: I know. <laughs> and there was a second where I was like, why she yelled at him? But then as soon as I realized he was gambling it all away, I was like, that's why she's yelling at him. Yeah, because yeah. it's not that she just wants money. It's that he's not being smart and taking care of his family and she's worried about her baby. Mm. Like, But then we also find out that she's stepping out on him with Hank Azaria, who she says, she says something like, he's a legit, is he a bookie?
1: No, he was running, they talked about how he got caught running cigarettes up from North Carolina.
0: Yeah, so he was doing some, like, small, ta- small some, time. Some
1: back-of-the-truck kind of bullshit. But she
0: tried to act like he was someone who was, like, straight of the line. Like, she, yeah. she was trying to be like, oh, yeah, he's legit. He's got, like, a real job, you know, kind of deal. But, yeah, the, the whole time it's like, is she going to leave him or not? There's not a doubt that she does love him.
1: No, sure. But one time, like, uh De Niro's character, Neil, mm-hmm. realizes that like she's cheating on him because follows her. he grills her about it, and Kilmer's like, "No, nah, no." Nah. So Neil follows her, walks up into the hotel room, is like, "You need to give him another chance. If he doesn't do it right, I'll, I'll pack, I'll set you up myself. But you need to give him another chance."
0: Mm-hmm, so she does.
1: Yeah. So Neil knew more about what his wife was up to than her, but but her husband is just <laughs> up uh, up uh, playing cards in some back room somewhere. Yeah. So.
0: Getting drunk every but night. But it
1: does kind of seem to at least momentarily alleviate their, their shit.
0: There is an interesting scene, too, because like Val Kilmer is, for all intents and purposes, fucking it up, Yeah, right? Val Kilmer's fucking it up. But he has a beautiful wife, and he has a child, and he has a home, right? And Neil looks at him, and he's like, don't you remember the rule? Like, you have to be able to walk away from everything in 30 seconds. And Val Kilmer looks at him, and he's like, the sun rises and sets with her man yeah and that's when neil's like i gotta set this girl straight yeah that's yeah. when he's like i gotta give her one more chance because he even says to neil is like when are you gonna buy furniture when are you gonna find a girl all that and neil's like
1: chris val kilmer someday someday He originally is it's kind of it's kind of him that is the reason that they have to set up this big score that's like 12 million dollars that goes <laughs> tits up like crazy
0: not completely him so he needs the money yeah but neil but, wants the money because this is his retirement job.
1: But neil so, wanted to walk; he was kind of willing to walk if everyone else was going to walk as well. Because the the
0: because I didn't get that they were made
1: like the the yeah. his fence was like, look this this job this is kind of a bad idea. Well, maybe it's a lot even, of money, but this is not a good idea. You might want to move on. Well, from
0: that this. was to to Tom Sizemore. He his, was like, you don't need to do this. You're going to go back to jail. His
1: fence warmed, warned him as well. It's going to be a hard job to do. And Sizemore, Sizemore was just like, I like the rush. I like the adrenaline.
0: Well, and Neil's thing was, he, and whether he was trying to pump himself up or just convince other people or what, but what he said was, the risk is worth it to me because this is the last one. Yeah. Like, I walk after this. I'm leaving after this. so. throw it all against the wall but he did say that and then val kilmer was like i have to do it i need it and then that was that kind of broke my heart a little bit with tom sizemore kind of reminded me a little bit of four lions except neil was trying to talk him out of it instead of talk him into it Yeah, Yeah, he basically was like you have to decide and tom sizemore was like what do you think i should do neil and he's like no 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 This has to be your decision. I am not telling you what to do. I actually think you need to walk away because you have a woman and you have a life. He's the one who most recently got out of jail because he's the one that was blabbing, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you need to go home. You need to stop. And he's like, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I think he just really follows him.
1: But there was a total forebodingness to that that bank job that was just like, you knew it wasn't going to work out. Just based on like all the warnings, like they had a tag and a line on every member of this crew except Neil, mm-hmm. who was the only one who knew how to. They kept ar- losing
0: him at night. Well,
1: after the diner scene, he goes to the airport and you can't, you can't do mon, you can't do helicopter monitoring yeah. around the airport. So it was like genius. Like, He, he knows, he knows directly where he is, but you still can't follow him based on the tech that you got and how he's going about it. Yep. So it was very clever there. So clever. This bank job, uh, goes down and it's like, this is like a 20 minute shootout scene.
0: Don't you think also, sorry, just real quick, that Neil might've walked away if he didn't have Edie. It's almost like in Thief when James Conn is ready to be done. Yeah. But he's, or he doesn't want to get in bed with that guy, but he chooses to get in bed with that guy for that one more big score because he wants to make a life for that woman.
1: Yeah.
0: He's like, this is my out, this is my woman. And that's, I think, why he took the chance is because it was sort of like, yeah, putting everything on the table, but she would have been with him no matter what.
1: So Wangro and Van Zant are they're they're a, they're a whole separate crew mm-hmm. that want revenge for he Van Zant got his bond stolen. <laughs>
0: if Van Zant had just like sat in his house and forgotten about it, he'd still be alive.
1: Didn't it seem like Van Zant was just waiting to die? Well, Neil told when him Neil he was going to kill up? him. Yeah. Neil was
0: like, "I'm going to fucking kill you." But then other shit happened, and Neil was not even talking about Van Zant. Yeah, when yeah. Van Zant's name came, came back up again, he was like, "That motherfucker." Because
1: they because he and his crew dropped the dime on what they were going to do at the bank. Mm-hmm. They're the reason why the LAPD knew exactly where they were. Because Trejo. Yeah. Because
0: they got to Trejo. Yeah. Who is Danny Trejo, by the way?
1: And the, uh, yeah, they actually let him use his name in this and,
0: one. And, no, Amy Brenneman is Amy.
1: Yeah. And talking quickly about Don Breeden, the getaway oh, no, driver that gets killed yeah. in the shootout. We see him set up as he's a guy on oh. parole, and he has to work in this diner for this- shitty guy who's like grifting 25 percent, and he was like i went to prison for doing what this guy's doing to me mm-hmm. right now and he's going to totally get away with it so it sets and he has like um what is it like a relative or a all... woman I'm, yeah and the, he at
0: one point's like why are you with and me? it's
1: setting up this personable thing between them the web is just so deep here there's so many like little things that like you wouldn't you would understand that if you cut it out like you like maybe you wouldn't meet Breenan until de niro sees him at the diner mm-hmm. right but michael mann made it a point to set him up a connection with another human and to set him up that he has problems in so a you scenario know his story. in a scenario where he it's so easy for him to get pulled back in and then he gets fucking shot up and as the getaway guy so mm-hmm. we get this these emotional beats going through this dude and then he's gone
0: it's and actually
1: and like the Port Natalie Portman, like, think about it. You didn't really need a stepdaughter in this movie, right? But it kind of showed the connection and the soft side of Al Pacino and maybe his potential to be like a real family man, mm-hmm. even though in the end, you really can't be. It shows
0: you that he has a good heart. I actually love that you just said everything that you just said because we've had this Thank conversation. You. You're welcome. We've had this conversation about other movies where you're questioning, like, why is there a boyfriend? Why is there a wife? Why is there a this? Because it wasn't done as well, maybe, in your eyes. But here, it all really made sense. Because, like you said, like, like, Brent, is it Brennan? Yeah. When he goes and asks Brennan, and Brennan takes that pause to decide what to do, you understand what he's thinking about, what he's deciding to do. In this moment, he's going to lose his job, which is shitty, but he's also potentially going to lose his woman and he might go back to jail. You don't know he's going to die, Yeah. but because you care so much about him when he gets shot, I was gutted.
1: Yeah, it sucks.
0: Because he's just like a guy who is trying so hard and is down on his luck and is just being like stomped into the ground like every day, like he's trying so hard. And then he sees this moment to where it's like, oh, maybe I can do this. And like, I'll get back to what I know how to do, where I have some power.
1: Well, the reason why we kind of are always, like, suspicious of, like, significant others in, like, I'm stories. I'm not as
0: much as you are, but.
1: Well, it's just because there's often just tacked on and not that well written, especially at this time. Mm-hmm. Every protagonist needed some lady on the line, you know. But but it's different in a Michael Mann movie. Michael Mann is probably, like, the best person Mm-hmm. To tell those characters' stories, mm-hmm. like he actually is really good at it. Whereas every other time you might see it by any other director or writer, it just feels like tacked on, like mm-hmm. a dime a dozen. Yeah, but it does have a weight mm-hmm. in a Michael Mann movie in a way that a lot of other movies don't grab it.
0: You know, sitting here and talking about this, I've I've kind of gone back and forth about how I feel about Edie,
1: judging Amy, judging
0: Amy. Amy. She was in that
1: show, Judging Amy. That's she what was. Doing. It
0: took me a few minutes to realize. At first, I thought it was touched by an angel, but you pointed out to me that that's she's like a British girl or something. Anyway, um, Judging Amy is the only thing I'd ever seen this woman in.
1: No one knows what you're talking about, by the way.
0: I mean, it was on for a long time in the it '90s. Was? Yeah, it's probably got like four or five seasons. Really? I mean, I don't know. You Keep can look talking, it up if you care. I'm- I'll um, be the
1: judge of this. Tyne Daly
0: played her mom and Tyne Daly was kind of having like a resurgence in the 90s. I feel like.
1: Six seasons up to 2005. I told
0: you it was a long time. So it started at end of 90s. I didn't watch it that much. I remember it being on though, like at my mom's and stuff. But anyway, so I've gone back and forth about how I felt about her. Here's the thing. I feel like she's very sensitive. She's an artist. Mm, i think that there's something about her from the south she's south. she's from the south <laughs> there is almost like there's like a, i don't mean simple as in like she's dumb because she seems very intelligent but there's a simpleness to her in that she doesn't need a lot she doesn't want a lot she's got right? a
1: gump leg quality no go on
0: and so <laughs> the fact that he loves her does make sense But it never, to me, felt like anything that was going to last. And the reason that is, is I guess because he'd said so many times, you have to be able to leave. I believed that he wanted her, but it was more like she was an idea of what he wanted. And when she found out that he was a thief, I don't know if it's just because I was so wrapped up in the story at this point. But I kind of wanted her to be, like, a little stronger in those moments mm. and be like, you know what? I don't fucking care. I'm, I'm your fucking ride or die, dude. But that's not real. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think at first I was no. like, I don't like her. Because she was trying to be like, are you ever going to let me go? Here's the thing, though. He told her to leave 20 times. He's like, yeah, if you yeah. don't want to be with me, leave. But she kept being like, are you ever going to let me go? Well, she are makes you sp- going to let me go later? Are you going to let me go tomorrow? And it's like, just fucking get in the car or don't.
1: But it wouldn't it wouldn't work out for her anyway.
0: No, I know. So
1: don't. her first instinct was probably the right one.
0: This is what I'm saying. Like she wasn't the right woman. I don't think.
1: There's another woman that Neil should have been. He with. need
0: a woman like the woman in siege. A
1: one on the inside. Oh, that one.
0: He needs a woman who's seen some shit and understands that sometimes you gotta handle shit yourself.
1: James Con didn't end up with her either. At least, as far as we know, he did walk away. Maybe he met I choose to
0: believe that he did.
1: So, after, in that in that bank heist, like, eight cops get killed. Brennan is killed. Uh, Tom Sizemore tries to take a child hostage, and Hannah, like, snipes him right in the fucking head.
0: And that's when Hannah lost Neil, because then Hannah, who does have a heart, went and grabbed the baby. Because she was maybe, like, five. He, like, goes and grabs it, and he's like, it's okay, I've got you now. And so he, then he wasn't running anymore, because he was now taking care of this child. Mm. So that is the part where... He's not completely one-minded. He didn't just throw away this baby who just had a gunshot fly by her face.
1: Good dad, bad husband.
0: Good dad, it's bad possible.
1: husband. possible. Val Kilmer, Chris takes a shot. And he has to go to like some underground uh
0: What's that guy's name? that played the doctor. Oh, I love him. He shows up everywhere.
1: You love him?
0: I do actually. You I feel love like every time Jeremy I see him...
1: Piven is Dr. Bob,
0: every time I see him I feel like he makes me laugh. Is he bad? I don't know. Okay. I just I think whenever he shows up I'm like, "Oh, guy jeremy i don't know piven. jeremy piven cool
1: chris ends up leaving there's that scene where chris has to split from his lady they've taken her in they got her in a safe house they're trying to bait chris in mm-hmm. and he comes out and he and he's still fucked up but
0: he's cut his hair he's like wearing a suit and he's this scene sort of is undercover. this scene is
1: fucking great because he gets out of the car and she does a signal she does a swipe motion on he's the very small the rail and then he turns around and there's some guys who are playing basketball. He's pretending like he stopped to talk to them, but you can see the way his face changed when he sees the signal, and then she gets, and then he gets in the car. He looked fucking broken. It's like, damn Val, damn. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't seen him in a movie in a very long time. You know, we had to, he was the kind of a dude in the '90s that was yeah. in a lot of shit. We need
0: to watch the documentary about him.
1: So sure, why not? Mm-hmm. But that was a great scene.
0: And then she comes back in and she sits on the couch and she's like, it wasn't him. And she does such a good job. She does such a good job of like holding her body upright and turning away from the cop. And just, but her face, you can see it, but she doesn't show them that she's also heartbroken. And dude doesn't believe her. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's like, not because she's not doing a great job of pretending, but because he's just doubtful. Because he was like, "That's the guy That's in the park." That's
1: the gig. Why would he believe anyone?
0: And so he's like, "Stop him at the end of the street." And this was amazing. So John Voight, who's the fence you keep yeah. calling him, I've never heard that term before.
1: It's like he's uh, he's working he's out amazing. the jobs. He's he's, he's things the are going through the house. him. He's making sure things are scouted and they look good.
0: But he set up Val Kilmer with this whole other person, like um, identity, so that he can get away. He gave him this car. He gave him he gave him these papers. And so when he gets pulled over, he has a legit car registration, driver's license, everything's legit. Yeah. And so, or, you know. Really
1: good at really looking good legit. Really good at looking
0: legit. And so they let him go. Yeah. And so Val Kilmer is the only one that gets away.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because... because- Neil is so driven by revenge when he finds out Wangro's, and it's all a big setup, and he knows it's a setup, Mm -hmm. but he has to fucking do it.
0: Who's alive at the end? Literally, it's only Val Kilmer and John Voight, and Ashley Judd is now gotta go straight for the rest of her life to take care of her kid, right? Like, not that she wouldn't anyway, but like, now she's like alone, because Hank is also a dick.
1: Well, Were let's Were you gonna get...
0: say she could go gay?
1: So of course we we talked about how <laughs> Neil uh, abandoned judging Amy. Mm-hmm. So it's a this movie takes its fucking time. This is like a crime epic. It's three fucking hours long.
0: I said it, it's Shakespearean.
1: And Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are having a shootout, or at least are trying to stalk each other out in the out on by the runways until finally
0: the lighting. Yeah. So the, the field would light up Yeah. when a plane the planes is
1: descended descending.
0: And... and so they'd be in like almost darkness and just very high shadow. And then the light would come up. And it does that once. And they're like, they can't see each other. The next time it happens is when De Niro gets him.
1: Oh, uh, you mean Pacino gets De Niro. Sorry,
0: Pacino gets De Niro. De Niro's, gets De
1: Niro's done. He's shot up on his torso. He's dying. And he puts his hand out. Pacino. Takes his hand, and they and he, they and he just sits there while he passes away.
0: When Patino told him when they were at the diner, he was like, "If it gets to that point, I'm not gonna like it, but I'm also not gonna hesitate."
1: Yeah, but it was didn't. really touching when they were like holding each other's hand at the end.
0: They had respect for each other. They
1: did because they 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 almost were were the same people just in different directions.
0: <laughs> Is it game recognized game? <laughs> like totally.
1: That's what this movie should be called, Game Recognized Game.
0: <laughs> Michael Mann will be mad at me. So,
1: yeah, this is the Michael Mann movie. Uh, and did you know that this was based on some real shit?
0: I did not until you mentioned it earlier, but I would love to know more.
1: Uh, the, the Apparently, Neil McCauley was a real dude, a former Alcatraz guy. But the guy's, the detective, Pacino's character was not Detective Hannah. It was a guy named Chuck Adamson. Mm. And there's a lot of people involved here. Like, apparently, the guy the Nate who was the John Voight character was uh, a consultant for Michael t- to Michael Mann cuz oh, wow. a lot of these dudes are based on real dudes yeah so of course the time their time frame is in the was in the late 60s uh this one is very much a 90s movie yes yes but also Michael Mann had apparently been working on this movie since before Thief, and it was going to be a TV show, but he got it because he'd been working in TV and made a couple of four TV movies. He worked on Miami Vice. The The producers, the TV executives, wanted a different lead, but it fucking worked out because this dude got, we're walking in, you just read the, cat. there's so many fucking people in this movie, and your two leads are Robert De Niro and fucking Al Pacino.
0: It is, I'm sure it was unendingly frustrating as he was going through it, But it is a total blessing in disguise that he didn't make it a second before he did because none of those people would have lined up also you know that he rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it this is a two hour and 50 minute movie with not a single bit of fluff yeah there is nothing that should be cut out everything is important in this movie every shot Mm -hmm. every moment and it takes its time and not in a bad way. Like truly, I didn't want it to end.
1: And there's no other writer on this. This is all Michael Mann he's writing. Brilliant. This movie. It's brilliant. Come on, no one does this kind of shit like him. He's one of the best modern noir directors out there. Of course, now we've re- and he's done other things, other movies. He's done. He did Last of the Mohicans. He oh did yeah, the, he I, think did I saw the, that when I was little. He did the Ali movie. Mm-hmm. We're he's done a few more that we're gonna more than we're gonna but have time is to get the to. One, right? The insider, which Al Pacino is in that, that's mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, about like the tobacco industry mm-hmm. and the bearing of information. That's a white collar crime movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I like blue collar crime.
1: <laughs> the streets. You like it in the streets. You like to get down in the streets. You're that kind of lady. You're a lady of the streets. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll be sticking with some crime, but I have a feeling, and I don't know because I've got a couple more movies in mind that I haven't watched yet. Uh, I think we'll probably watch Collateral and Public Enemies before collateral collateral is jamie fox and yeah. tom cruise i watched okay. about i watched about 30 minutes of it in a hotel room i once. think was i with you probably it feels familiar if but i don't think i've year. seen it was yeah. in the last 20 years <laughs> yeah you were with me and then uh public enemies is a uh johnny depp playing um a famous gangster i forget which one okay so but yeah so we'll see but i have a feeling that the are are the trifecta of thief Manhunter and Heat are like we. I think we're we've dancing at the at peak. The peak. Mm-hmm. Also, this movie we watched this on Netflix. It's number seven in the country right I now. Know. It's about time for Michael Mann to put out a new movie. It's been five years, so I think Heat Two is in development. Oh my and god! He wrote the novel to Heat Two that just came out like not too long is ago. Is there
0: a novel of Heat One?
1: Uh, I know there's a Meat novel.
0: Stop it.
1: But I don't know. I don't. There's. Pro- I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I know. Want to
0: see Heat too?
1: But I think there is a. It's about time for some more. Is man. there
0: any information about Heat too?
1: Well, who else is? Maybe Ashley Judd's, They Call
0: it like, more Ash heat.
1: Ashley Judd uh, heatier.
0: Her kid. Her kid is. It like grows
1: up to be a. So Val Kilmer could be, be in it. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. John
0: Boyd's dead. Yeah.
1: No. No, he's not. just real old. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's dead. Al Pacino's still around. If he'll do Adam Sandler movies, he'll show up for Heat 2.
0: Al oh, Pacino. Wouldn't it be great if, like, Natalie Portman just, like, phone called him in Heat 2?
1: Phone call. him? Like, she doesn't have to be like in the she movie. she an appearance?
0: Yeah, she's just, like, still in touch. Or he gets a card from her or something. You know, like, something what, to where he's Edie, still in her life.
1: What if Edie got pregnant with Neil's sperms and that kid okay. grows up?
0: If Edie got pregnant with Neil's sperms, then we're talking about a Val Kilmer son, Neil son situation like in that one movie, The Pines.
1: Uh, we're gonna hump heat. And uh we'll hump meat too. We'll probably get to that one later. Not me. You're gonna hump this one through five times, I'm gonna hump it one through five times. Combine for best out of ten, and we will rank it in our tier system. Okay. Angela, go ahead.
0: 5.
1: Whoa, you're a 5?
0: Dang, girl. I think this is the best movie of this kind that I've ever seen.
1: I mean, this is like the 90s crime movie.
0: Yeah. I. The fact that it's almost 3 hours, I was dreading watching this movie. I'm not kidding when I'm telling you I did not want it to end. I mean... I didn't love the judging Amy of it all, but like I said, I don't know why I had such a hang-up about her, because I get it. And even I said, you know, I, I think I just didn't like her because I, w- I would have been in 100%. Yeah. I feel like she wasn't in 100%, but that's more reality. So even that's better you than helped what him. I would have wanted. You would have
1: helped him murder people.
0: It's It's just so good, and I really... I mean, I know that Al Pacino is a good actor but one of the things i said to you earlier when we were talking about this is that sometimes he's like too much for me because he's so like loud and bombastic but the moments he brought that out in this movie made sense. sure it made sense
1: he's i mean he's a tense guy he's got to be a tense dude right of yeah, course but he'd kind of blow up like that they
0: did balance it with these like moments of like honesty and tenderness that i did not expect and, of course, Robert De Niro is a genius. So.
1: I give it a, a 4.75. Okay. So that's.
0: I was almost, but I just figured, what the fuck.
1: So that's a 9.75. <laughs> I didn't. I thought maybe this would be an A+. I will put it um, under Sunset Boulevard.
0: Okay. Eat. Oh, because we gave that the same. Yeah. 5.
1: point seven. There. man the movies we've been watching oh i didn't even pull that up i thought i had that pulled up but i didn't but it's okay (laughs)
0: like
1: like, look look folks i'll show it to you okay (laughs) you see it heat michael Mann. 9.75 dag the movies have been too good lately we need to watch some shit
0: You keep saying that.
1: We need to watch some shitty movies. The movies have been too good. (laughs) Suddenly we got four S-tier movies? We didn't have any for two months.
0: Well, read them. They're amazing.
1: Thief, Sunset Boulevard, Heat, Night of the Hunter. Hello. Based on us so far, Thief is the greatest movie ever made. Michael Mann. Sorry, Michael Mann. Heat did not quite... Get up to snuff with you thieves. mean
0: manhunter. Oh, okay. Manhunter is not an man,
1: editor. the director. Man, it's Michael Man May.
0: Michael Man May. I know.
1: Get that Michael Man. Heard... No, that was a stupid joke. I need to let it go. <laughs> all
0: right, check the show notes for Michael Man. May. I just heard you.
1: Check the show notes for links where to find us.
0: Death to all traders. Death to
1: all Traitors.